Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Hasek, and welcome to the Fired Up Network. Welcome to Ballin' featuring Captain Canada, Drew Ebanks, on pointbasketball.com. But before we begin, earth-shattering news. Earth-shattering news. I need. I wish I had that hammerhead alert. Uh, so, you know, ring, ring, ring. All right, Drew. I'm making your ass famous once again. Yes, I said ass. Whatever. Whoa. All right. I'm gonna, <laughs> why? Why? I'm going to make it famous right now. Go if do you have a smart TV? I do, but my TV is not on right now. No, I'm no, working. well, you're doing a show, it's I'm glad it's not on. All right, uh, so you have a smart TV. Is that a Roku TV? No, it's a Samsung TV. So uh, I don't care about Samsung, I only buy Samsung TVs. TV. We're gonna get Samsung, but right now, right now, go to your Roku TV if you're listening here in Guadalajara. And if you're listening in Bangladesh and, and, and Zimbabwe and all that, because I'm going to run for the mayor of Zimbabwe now, all right? Go to your Roku Smart TV and check out True TV Plus. Download it and bam! Drew Ebanks is there. I know you don't want you. you, want, you I am? Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Because it's balling. We're on balling now. Did you know you're, you're actually doing a show called Balling now? Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I came up with the name, but yeah, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Don't even get me to, to, you came up with the name. That, hence, I'm going to say it. See, I told you, fans, you millions and millions of fans who watch me, listen to me throughout the years, Drew likes his balls. He came up with, like, the one thing, the one thing you come up with, oh. a, uh, Fallen, yeah, fallen. All right, yeah, he likes. All right, let's talk about. But check out, please, please <laughs> check out your Roku TV. And uh, in the next couple of days, we're going to be on Amazon Fire TV, also Android, Apple, you like Samsung, LG, you name it. But go to True TV Plus, download it, and watch. And it's not only that; this is our own platform. So you got the Fired Up Network and Drew. You got Femme also. You got the Old West. You like Old West. Ride him, cowboy. Ride him. All right? And you got movies there. And you got everything. So everything you want in one place. We're coming in 2024. And we're coming amazingly. Everybody's going to watch that. True TV Plus and uh, Fired Up Network. Now let's talk a little balling since you're Captain Canada here. All right? So just a couple games after the All-Star break. First of all, we didn't talk since the All-Star game. I'm going to touch on the All-Star game, right? You know what I'm going to say about the All-Star game? Yeah, terrible, terrible play. I'm going to, I'm going to have a very big soliloquy right now. This, <laughs> all right, go no, ahead. I'm telling you this is the highlight ever of, of balling here in the Fired Up Network. My thoughts on the All-Star game. What in the blue hell is that? <laughs> Or was that? No, what was the score? <laughs> 208 to 186. <laughs> 208. Great to defense. It's, a, it's the defense of the, the, the 21st it's century. It's a defensive struggle. All right. It's yeah. a, a defensive struggle. Like, why play it? Just if you're going to do that, give me a quarter of uh, Sabrina Nevsku against Steph Curry. All right. Give me a quarter of that. That would be better. That would be better entertainment value. And and this slam dunk was the highlight past <laughs> of the past, you know, so, uh, NBA's All Star Saturday nights or whatever. Highlight slam dunk. I'd rather watch Drew Ebanks slam dunk and close his door. 
Slam, slam dunking this. Or a donut or something, you know? Slam oh, that, dunk. That, that I don't see. I see that every day. You eat too many donuts, man. Like, what's, you, do you get a deal on donuts or what? Anyways, <laughs> no, so, so the highlight of the highlight of the All-Star weekend was Steph Curry against uh, Sabrina Nescu. Mm-hmm. But All-Star game, terrible. The, uh, the uh, slam dunk, terrible. Even even the, the skills challenge, not the greatest, okay. Mm-hmm. And the celebrity game, we we got you got Stephen A. Smith. I run buckets around Stephen A. Smith. The guy goes on the court and he falls down. He, I was worried he tore on Achilles. I had to call Drew there, man. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. You come know what's on, funny about on, that? Man. You know what's funny about that is that whole thing about Stephen A. That battle with between uh, him online with uh, what's the other dude's name. And and uh, talking about him not playing anything in college, and then you go and you see Stephen A. trying to get up shots, and then buckle the ankle there. That was hilarious. But how, you how make a great point. one and a half points when he played one game. <laughs> you did... make a great point, though. It was awful. I mean, I'll be honest with you, brother. I was busy. I didn't really watch much of it. I think we had an event, um, but from the clips I saw, it was. First of all, the, the the Saturday night is usually the night. Let, let's face it. The All-Star game itself, Joe, has not been really entertaining. So it's probably that game with Iverson, Kobe, um, you know, Vince, that game where they were actually battling to try to win it, right? But in the last, you know, 10, 15 years, the All-Star game is kind of a moot point. It's the, it's the rising stars game because you want to see those kids coming up on the Friday night. And then it's All-Star Saturday night. And we had one of the greatest dunk-offs in NBA history right here in Toronto. Yep. Uh, you know, we all... 2016, can you believe that? It's that's, eight years ago. That's, that's that. It went down very nicely. Um, of course, uh, Aaron Gordon got ripped off there. But, you know, Dwayne Wade, I think, had something to do with that. But in any case, the dunk-off has been up and down. It's been decent at times and been absolutely horrid at times. But the shocking thing was the best part of the night, and I'm not sure if it's so shocking, was the three-point contest and Steph battling uh, INSQ there. And that's the thing. The rest of it was a load of crap. And the All-Star game itself, I mean, you got to play at least a lick of defense, at least. Like, you can't just be running up and down, throwing up lobs, no kind of pressure, nothing. It was embarrassing because, remember, they had – the kids from Basketball Without Borders camp there at the game, and we had some Canadians. Shout out my guy. I've been telling everybody right here on Fired Up, Will Raleigh. What's Will that Raleigh. I've been saying it. All right, MVP uh, got it done there. And you have those guys in the arena, Joe, watching that kind of basketball. And I heard a podcast with an interview with Will, and he mentioned, yeah, it was great to be there. It was a, It was an absolute amazing time despite – the way the game shaped up the all-star game. So everybody, even the kids know you can't play an all-star game that badly. 208 to 186. Right. And, and, and you know what is <laughs> the stronger team lost the stronger team with LeBron and all that. Imagine this. And I'm going <laughs> to say this. I'm going to say this. All right, guys, play your heart out. Coach, we're going to score 186 points. We're going to lose by 20. Yeah, it's 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 abomination. And you know what? Adam Silver is going to have to really go back to the drawing board 
Um, you know, that even like you said, that skills contest players throwing it up above their head, just like just nonsense. Scotty, <laughs> Scotty I love Scotty, but come on, man, we got to get we got to do a little better there. But yeah, they have to revisit, revamp that whole All Star Saturday night, and also the All Star game. I don't know what they're gonna have to do to get these guys to actually play the game. I know no one wants to get hurt, but the problem is, Joe, you tend to have an an incident to get hurt when you don't go hard. I think if everybody's playing at the same pace, you know, things will go fine. Hmm? Yeah, they come in cold also, right? Like because LeBron plays 45 minutes a game and all that, he sits down and and you come in cold, you get injured, right? So, and, and another thing, I've been a big proponent of this in hockey. Play Sidney Crosby, uh, Connor McDavid, with Marie Philippe Lang, with Sarah Nurse and all that. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's anything that this Anescu versus Curry taught us, that the WNBA players should be on the court, and maybe it's more fun having an all-star game, 120 to 118, something like that, instead of 208 to 186, have the best players in the WNBA play with Steph Curry, play with... Uh, Durant, play with, you know, um, Scotty Barnes or anybody like that. It can't be any worse. I think they should have had, personally, they should have went back to the Elam ending because yeah. at least after three quarter, three and a half quarters, right, there would have been something to play for and a target score. I think the fact that they were just going up and down to score 200 points, uh, I don't think that was points. Do you ever think it, you would ever say in an NBA game, because I it's all-star game, but it's an NBA game. 200 freaking points. No, never. By never one team. And the worst team. I shouldn't say worst team. Not the better team scoring 200 points. Well, that, not the better team on paper, maybe. But yeah, the East yeah. came out to play uh, in that sense. But, yeah, I've really, uh, they got to do something about it. Guys got to play with pride. Guys got to respect the fans. Yes, it's a celebration, but it still needs to be taken seriously. That's for sure. So, Drew, as you know, I'm the mayor-elect or – the mayor, the prime prime minister of the provinces of Canada, the mayor elect of North America, soon to run for the mayor of Zimbabwe. I got introduced. My good friend Balmer introduced me and showed me clips and everything like that of the Inuit dome of the Clippers. And then I, I was speaking to you know I tapped him on his bald head and all that. I think he knew new uniforms, new uniforms, new look, everything like that. He, cool uniforms, cool logo, but the Inuit dome. I'm Drew, I'm going to suspend you. Inuit, you mean Intuit Dome. Intuit, Inuit, whatever, you know. All right? Listen, I'm tired. So, like, look, if you don't follow line, I'm going to put you in the Clippers wall, right? There's 50 rows of the Clippers wall. And if you don't wear a Clipper jersey, they throw you out. All right? So, like, like there. But what did you think of the new Clippers, first of all, logo, jersey, and that arena? Or that's, no, that's, I'm not going to say stadium. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's billions being put into that uh, stadium. Uh, it's state of the art. It's it's incredible. I've seen some of the videos, even the uh, stop motion or time lapse videos, I should say, um, just of how they built the structure and everything was phenomenal. And obviously, you're in LA, you're in California, Joe. There's a lot of money to go around. The Clippers are looking to win a championship. They need to legitimize that franchise. They have the team to do it. They have the depth. Um, you know, the uniforms were pretty cool. Um, interesting. You know, they put the the boat on there, the Clipper. 
uh, as well. And uh, they went back to like the cursive uh, format on the logo as far as, far as they, how it's written or displayed on the jerseys. I, I find them pretty nice. It's kind of like a throwback vintage look as well. But bottom line is, Joe, they got to win something, man. They are running out of time as a Clippers franchise to have any kind of legitimacy, especially in Laker town. They have to forge their own identity. And this is a great step. They also got the all-star game as well. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be uh, in the Intuit Dome. And hopefully, hopefully better than this one. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully they're actually playing the game of basketball instead of just ole, ole, go through and score. and ole, do whatever. Ole, ole, ole. Never mind. Yeah. All right. So they, they started, I said, a couple of the, the games ago with the unofficial second half of the season, all right? Mm -hmm. So Boston looks like they're going to finish first in the East. They're right now, as we're doing this, seven and a half games behind the second-place team, the Cavaliers, all right? Uh, are you surprised? Second overall in the East, Cleveland? Well, I mean, with Mitchell, you got a player, Donovan, that can do it all. And they, you know, over last year had a bunch of injuries but now they're healthy. They're playing well. I don't know if I'd have picked them second. Obviously, you're going to pick the Milwaukee Bucks, especially after bringing over Damian Lillard. But they've kind of tapered off, especially after bringing on Doc Rivers in a, in a questionable firing of Adrian Griffin and bringing on Doc Rivers, who's making every excuse possible of why he shouldn't have even got the job and kind of doubting why they even fired Griffin when he was second in the East before, uh, you know, so for me, Cleveland is a, is a, is a team that nobody Joe's going to want to play. They're seven and three in their last 10 um, really good at home, 20 and 10 there. Uh, great conference record also at 25 and 13. Um, so you like what they're bringing to the table, but they are going to be a tough out. And if they were to have the playoffs right now, uh, they would technically be playing Orlando, which would be an interesting series uh, with Paolo Bancaro leading the way there for the Magic. All right, so now I want to touch on, and this is, I got inside scoop. You may be caught in Canada, but I got the inside scoop on this one. In the West, right now, as we're doing this, it's a tie for first overall in the West between the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm laughing because I can't believe I'm saying it. And the Oklahoma City Thunder, Minnesota, Oklahoma, are in first place. And, and Denver's in third, and, and for that wow. matter, they're two games back, and three games back is the Clippers. Now, I'm telling you right what I know. If they finish first overall, our Canadian boy, <laughs> Shea, will win the MVP. Look, Joel Embiid, he's injured. He's not in, no more in the MVP race there. Right. It's going to be, um, you know, Denver's center there. Last year he won. and Jokic. Jokic. And Jokic there, and uh, as always, Greek freaks there and all that. But it's really now down to basically a two-horse race, Jokic and Shea. Since Jokic won, and you know, the traditionally in the NBA, it's, and now, and Jokic won because they finished first last year, and, and they won, um, you know, they won the championship and all that. If Shea finishes first in the Western Conference, it's a shoe-in. Mark it down. You're hearing this on the Fired Up Network on Ballin by the President of the Provinces of Canada, Shea, after uh, Steve Nash will be the 
VP of the National Basketball Association. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. But well, it's, it's, it's going to be how good he plays down the stretch and how good Joker plays down the stretch as well. The way he's doing it, he's scoring one of the tops in the league in scoring, but he's also assisting, he's rebounding Joe. His defense is phenomenal, leads the league in plus minus and also leads the league in steals. It's really his to lose when you look at it right now. If OKC stays ahead of Denver and OKC can, as you said, gets that first place in the West or, uh, you know, battles past Boston to get get it first overall. I mean, it would be a no-brainer. Shea would have to be MVP to the fact that, as you mentioned, Joel Embiid gone. So that was a huge, huge factor for him being in the driver's seat. And then Denver kind of struggling. But you know what? Denver looking like a better team now. And so Joker is going to make a push to see if maybe he can pull in another MVP. Like I said, the first four in the West, uh, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Denver, and the Clippers separated by three games, all right? And three games. But like I mentioned in the East, Boston and Cleveland, and Cleveland's doing great, but they're seven and a half games back. So Boston is home and cooled out because we got like 20 games left and seven and a half, right? It's... Yeah, I'm not going to say impossible, but it's impossible. All right, put, put it that way. And Boston now, here's the thing: they're nine and one in the last ten. They won nine in a row. Mm-hmm. Do you start resting them because they're 46 and 12 as we do this now? All right, 46 and 12, 58 games. There's uh, you know 24 games left. Okay, mm-hmm. seven and a half game lead. So they need to go. They need to lose 20 out of 24. To, and and Cleveland needs to win that to, mm-hmm. to catch up to them. Do you rest the players? Because Boston, there's a lot of players. There's a lot of pressure on the players, like Tate and Brown and all that, not only to get to the final, but do something in the final. Well, I don't know if you rest them per se yet. I mean, it's still kind of early. You don't want to put your take your foot off the gas. But 58 games in, I'd say – probably around the 65 to 70 game area. I think that's when you can start to look to kind of just coast into the playoffs, obviously trying to keep your players uh, and your main players uh, out of the, uh, the injury rotation there. Um, But yeah, they, they just need to do what they're doing. The great thing about Boston and I'm not a, huge Celtics fan, obviously really is definitely not is the depth. And they have guys that so many guys, like you saw one of their most recent games, like Jason Tatum wasn't doing anything out there. And guess what? Jalen Brown, he can drop 35, 40 at any time. You know, Derek White, what has Derek done this year? Almost borderline all-star caliber play. Uh, Porzingis, Chris Stapps. I mean, what he brings to the table for Boston, you could never ever, ever have dreamed that he would be this good. I mean, obviously he's drafted pretty high uh, years ago by the Knicks, but to see what he brings to the table for Boston, this team is scary. I mean, to me, it's it's NBA finals. It's it's really NBA ch- a championship or bust if you're bo- the Boston Celtics and the Boston Celtics fans. There's no excuses anymore. You have the team. You have your mobile center. You have your wing players. You have your defense, all right? You have your point guard. There's no excuse. Boston should be in that NBA championship. So now um, that's enough talk with the NBA. We're going to now talk a little bit of Canada's team. 
uh, the Toronto Raptors with uh, Captain Canada, Drew Ebanks on Point Basketball, on pointbasketball.com. By the way, Drew hasn't paid me this uh, for this, but he's going to. Uh, did you check out the new newsletter of On Point Basketball? <laughs> new, first of all, I, we, we agreed, Drew. We agreed. If you're going to do a newsletter, I have to get a shout out. You, you know the president of provinces of Canada. You know the, the new, we relaunched fired.network.ca. We're on True TV Plus. Come on, how much more news do I have to do? <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely show you some love in episode uh, volume two, hundred percent. We gotta let the world. When's volume two? Like next March? Two? No, no. We're we're probably. We said we'd do it bi-weekly, but it looks like we're gonna probably end up doing it weekly, and that's gonna be even more work on my plate. But it is what it is. You but could yeah, do it. You appreciate it. it. So wait a minute, everybody, check out. His, uh, his newsletter, On Point Basketball. Tell them where they can get it. The Game Time newsletter. Make sure you go and check out our Instagram page. You'll see our Linktree link, and you can click on sign up for the uh, Game Time newsletter. We just want hold to – Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to say this. As you know, I mentioned we're on True TV Plus and all that, all right? Next week, we're launching new shows. Guess one one of the new shows that we're launching. Look at it behind Game Time, stealing my ideas. I didn't Not know. Crediting me on on your newsletters. I Look didn't know. I made but even it, a logo for it and all that. Maybe but it works out perfectly. It should be called Game Time. It works out perfectly. There you go. You're getting it every time I send out in the newsletter. You're getting a plug, so you need to pay me. That's what it should be. <laughs> Royalties. All right, go ahead. But no, check check it out. Yeah, uh, for sure. Done an amazing job with On Point Basketball, onpointbasketball.com. And uh, now the innovation, we're on TV here all over the world. And check out the newsletter. And, and there's interesting facts about the Raptors, about Canada, and everything like that. So, again, sorry, just tell them where to get it again. Yeah, you can just go on our Instagram page, uh, On Point Basketball. You check the link there, our link tree. You'll see it. Sign up for the newsletter. We're going to be doing giveaways. Uh, hopefully for next uh, episode, I got to get those swag over to my uh, my main guy. Hey, you got to get it to me first. Number <laughs> one, <laughs> you, I, you got I, I got to be one of those testers. Uh, well, this jersey is not like <laughs> you're not even come on the, the on point hat and everything. You got to sign. You got to sign up. No, I have some dope giveaways. I, I have some old older magazine, not old older magazine that I want with all our Canadians like Wiggins on the front, uh, Jamal Murray, like. You know, I bought when I when those things come out, I usually buy extra, um, you know, copies uh, so that I can, you know, at some point raffle some off. So, yeah, looking to give away some swag, some of that stuff and uh, just keep growing, man, and spread the word. Like I said, going to add in some fired up stuff, let people know what's happening with fired up true TV. We got to get that out there and uh, it's going to be phenomenal, man, just to kind of, you know, grow that. Um, and hopefully we can attract some sponsors that want to be a part of this Canadian basketball movement. Yeah, and then, uh, again, check out his Instagram page. Um, I, I read the newsletter. It's pretty good. And the one thing missing is fired up. And, and <laughs> yeah, it was all right. It was decent. I'll give you the game time logo for a price that you can <laughs> afford, all right? So let's talk about uh, Canadian basketball. But first, let's talk about the Raptors, all right? Um. <laughs> They're the winning games. Should they oh, be God, winning God. games? I don't know. How come this comes out? How come this comes out now? You win three in a row. You get free food. 
Free food! They, Norm could be, re, re, should have been recruited here. Free food if you want three, not 23, three games! What is wrong with these guys? Three, and, and, and this, what does that say? When you have LeBron James, he wants pizza? No, he's going to go to the Caviar Dreams. But these guys want pizza. The, the cheapest pizza, pizza, $9.99 extra large. Come on. <laughs> By the way, they're winning because Grady Dick is shooting, shooting the lights out. Yeah. Good, good, good choice. And everybody was railroading Masai and Bobby Webster. Well, now, uh, three quarters of the way through, maybe that pick was pretty good. Well, I mean, he couldn't hit the side of the barn a couple months ago. They sent him down to the G League. You know, Coach uh, Jarko wanted to fatten him up, got to put some meat on him and give him some size. And he's come back and he's shooting in rhythm. But more than anything, the Raptors are moving the ball. They're giving up great shot, good shots, Joe, for great shots. And they're playing defense. And I think that's great. And it bodes well for the future. You look at even the new guy, Abaji, and what he's starting to show now. Remember, we gave up a first rounder near the end of the first round to get Abaji, who I believe was 14th. Yeah. So we got a lottery pick a couple years ago. And if they can force feed him the ball, you could see, Joe, he's athletic. He can get to the hoop. He can create contact. The core of the Raptors for the future is very, very bright, especially if they can keep IQ, Emmanuel, quickly. Obviously, Scotty Barnes is the man. He can do it all. The other day, triple-double with five blocks. Yeah. Unbelievable. The Raptors, though, they're in a quandary right now, Joe. Do they win? Do they try to win these games or do they try to tank and maybe retain, uh, if possible, retain? I mean, I'm, it's the T word, but it no, is what it no, is. No, I'm no, not no. part of the team. No, listen, listen, listen. You don't listen. You don't listen. I told you there, there's 58 games in or whatever. There's yeah. 24 games. They, they, they already had – they talked to me, the president of province of Canada, and, and, and you know, Tannenbaum and everybody like that. We and I'm looking around because I want nobody knows this. He has said, "Play your heart out, play your heart out." But if if it's a close game, miss the shots, miss the shots, but play your heart out. And the last 12, 15 games of the year, they're gonna lose more. If if it's between they, from what I understand, they want a top ten pick. So I mean, the draft isn't that strong this year, but a top yeah, ten pick is a top because it, you know. They, they get a top 10 tick, and maybe, maybe Gary Trent, somebody they could trade, somebody they could move around there. And the Raptors, like, look, there's one guy who's a free agent also. We mentioned Cleveland. Mitchell will look good here. Donovan Mitchell will look good here. I think the Raptors, with, with the crew they have, Scotty Barnes and everything like that, and, and – and let's face it, to my good friend, you're not. He speaks really badly, and you, you, you tend to cling on him, cling on him, bear it. Uh, and his father is like, I can't get rid of this guy, Ebanks. Man, I can't. Everywhere I go, he's like, his hands around me, and everywhere. Like, do you have any suggestions how I could get rid of? I, I just told him, like, put on a hockey game, he'll leave. Put on the Buffalo Bills instead of the Eagles, he'll leave. But no, R.J. Barrett, since he's come, stepped up his game. Oh yeah, and, and stepped up his game quickly. Stepped up his game too, and you could see when when you know like the last game, Scotty Barnes triple double, and 
he he wanted to not do the interview. And then, well, you get a triple-double. you got to do an interview. You, you could see this team coming together, gelling good and all that. And I'm telling you, they're a one star, one superstar away from building something good for the next five years. Sure, you won a title 2019. Four or five years later, you're back to being contenders. And that's if you look at the time frame, that's what they're doing. And everybody was on, especially some guy named Captain Canada. I don't understand what Masai Ujiri is doing. I don't under how do you keep all these contracts? Why don't you get rid of Pascal? Why don't you get rid of OG, who's injured now? And Pascal and, and all these guys, their time is running out. They're not gonna have draft picks. They're not gonna they traded a low first round pick for the guy you just said. Hence, they know what they're doing there, Drew. Well, we're, that's debatable, but they're in a good position right now because they have youth with talent and they have their draft picks for the most part, you know, so they're, 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 they're all right. It, it didn't look great. Come on, Joe. It looked bleak. A couple months no, ago, things were looking bleak. bleak. You know what looks bleak? You know what looks bleak? The Toronto Maple Leafs look bleak. It's almost 60 years, 60. I'm not winning Lord Stanley's cup. Although according to Eric Cohen, who works for a fired up network and who's a good friend of yours. And he's really upset that you never call him out and shut him out and all that. And, and never put him in the newsletter of on point basketball. All right. He's really mad. He says, there's a very good chance that the Leafs will play the Vancouver Canucks in the Stanley cup final. If that happens, drew E banks. Well, will host for the next week, all my shows on the fired up network. All right. Yeah, okay. And by the way, by the way, we have actually, uh, it, that's a good point by me. I have uh, two questions here, and they're both about shows. Here is one is called Gavin uh, Don Donalds. Uh, he wants to know, uh, Drew, are you guys doing another show on the Fired Up Network or on onpointbasketball.com? And the same question comes from Stacy Miller. Uh, Ebanks, you do well. It says Drew Ebanks, you do fantastic work on. I, I didn't want to say this, but anyways, uh, uh, fantastic work on onpointbasketball.com. Any chance of having expanding your roster of shows? So I'll leave you to answer those family member questions. Go ahead. Now, what was the first one again? If you're gonna add another show, no, that was the second one. All right, the first one is the same thing. If you're gonna have another show. Uh, another show? I mean, it just depends, man. Time, it, it, it's all time intensive. If I have the time, I can do another Listen, show. If Dame Lillard could win the three points and throw the bombs from midcourt, you have time. <laughs> I expect you to provide next year a show on Monday, a show on Tuesday, a show on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'll give you Saturday off to celebrate Sabbath. Sunday, you're doing two shows. A lot of zeros got to be behind that if that's the you're, case. You're getting a lot of zeros already. What's the problem? <laughs> All right. So uh, you're encouraged with the Raptors for next year and, and closing out this year and all that. If you were Musai, what, what's the thing you need the most in the offseason? Well, Is it a center and maybe get rid of Pirtle? Is it like a bona fide center? Yeah, obviously you need that size. I mean, if Pirtle's going to stick around, though, I think he's he's more than serviceable uh, at the center stop. But you do need a dynamic uh, wing 
kind of a dynamic guard player. And that's where you brought up Mitchell. You need somebody that's going to be able to create his own shot, kind of like a Devin Booker um, to go alongside, um, you know, even when you look at RJ, his role is kind of changing right now. He's becoming more of a playmaker as well. But you need that straight scorer. That's what you need for the Raptors. You need somebody that can get buckets at will. Um, And then you need, yeah, some size for sure. Some shot blocking always helps. But I love what they did at point guard. Let's see if Emmanuel quickly, obviously he's a restricted free agent, but let's see if they can lock him down long term. I think he's one for the future. Uh, But, yeah, you have your small forward. You have RJ there. uh, You have, uh, you know, Scotty Barnes. Gary Trent Jr., obviously, is not going to most likely be here in the long term. So, as you said, the Raptors got to parlay some of the players that they can't see long term into either draft picks, uh, expiring contract, or a stud if they could get one. You know what the Raptors need? I set you up for it, and once again, you fumble, you 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 drop on your knees like, like Stephen A. Smith does and all that. They need a guy. Vince Carter, who's heading into the Hall of Fame and wants to go in. In what kind of jersey does he want to go in? In a Raptor jersey. No you were highly critical throughout the years of Vince Carter. <laughs> and you, you actually gave him some tips when he wanted to fight, uh, you know, the coach and everything like that. You you actually gave him some tips. but Highly critical. Yeah, yeah. Vince Carter, much I, like yourself, like I say this all the time, you, Norm. Leo Routens should be credited uh, a lot with getting Toronto a team, getting Canada here, your captain Canada and all that. But there was one guy who in Toronto, let's just say Toronto, and then in Canada wide, Vince Carter, Air Canada, Air Carter, whatever you want to call him, got us to the next level. And he should make it to the Hall of Fame and he should go in wearing a Raptor jersey, and he will mention my name, that closet wrestling fan. All right, go ahead. That's a given. Vince going as a Raptor, a given. Obviously, love-hate relationship between Mr. Cotter and Toronto Raptors fans, especially after saying basically towards the end that dunking was overrated. Then he goes over to the Nets and is dunking everywhere, anywhere, and over anybody. And so that's the part that kind of rubbed Toronto fans the wrong way is the way things ended. But you cannot, you cannot say or underestimate the effect and the significance of Vince Carter, what he did when he first came in the league, the, 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 the probably the arguably the best dunk contest there was with him and T-Mac, Steve Francis and those other guys. Um, you know, what he brought to Canadian basketball was just, uh, an incredible feeling. I'm not sure if we'll we'll ever get that back. Obviously, we did win the championship, but as an individual player, what he brought to the table was excitement. Um, you know, was the buzz. And uh, I haven't seen a lot of players that came into the league and kind of lived up to that fanfare uh, like Vince. Very few that have done that. And it's only fitting he goes into the Hall of Fame as a Raptor, which is a testament to what he feels about the franchise. All right, so as we close this edition of Ballin, um, I know Drew is a, a football, a sports fan, and a wrestling fan. For those who don't know, um, Drew, before he became Captain Canada, was my like go-to guy, my gopher, all right, my gopher. He was like Virgil, like a Virgil, million-dollar man, 
Virgil and all that. And all joking aside, Mike Jones, a.k.a. Virgil, passing away today uh, at the age of 61. I know for a fact not many people are going to say this. Uh, he was getting serious consideration to go to the Hall of Fame this year. Of course, uh, uh, before day before WrestleMania, WWE has their Hall of Fame, and he was getting serious consideration mm-hmm. about joining uh, the WWE Hall of Fame. He wanted to go there and all that. But Michael Jones, a.k.a. Virgil, uh, passing away at the age of 61. Any thoughts on Virgil? And then tell everybody where they get a hold of you. Well, I mean, um, you know, I remember him from back in the day, obviously being a fixture uh, on the wrestling side. And it, it's sad to see, like, what is it about these athletes that are, like, that are passing so young? Is it the stress uh, of the sport? Is it the rigors that they put their bodies through, especially in the wrestling side? Um, you know, what could it be? But it's sad when people, people pass away in their early 60s, 50s, whatever you may call it, um, always gone too soon. And uh, I'm sure everybody around, uh, you know, the, the the organization running it, everybody in his sphere are going to be feeling it. 61, way, way, way too soon. And of uh, course, uh, this week also, uh, maybe you know him, maybe not, but Obi Anderson, uh, part of the Anderson family, but he was the one credited for making the original, original Four Horsemen. He mm. passed away at the age of 81 uh, earlier on this week. So uh, two wrestling deaths, that notable deaths are mm-hmm. Ole Anderson, 81, and Virgil, 61. Now, Drew, as we conclude, tell everybody uh, how uh, they could get a hold of you and what's new with uh, On Point Basketball and uh, Canadian Basketball. And don't forget his newsletter, where I'm not a part of it. <laughs> Sir. Uh, check out Instagram. Go ahead, Drew. Yeah, definitely a lot going on. We just uh, were out uh, down in St. Catharines last weekend for the America Cup qualifying team Canada taking on Nicaragua. Uh, blew them out by about 40. It was great to see. Uh, have some of uh, the sound and some of the uh, press conference there with some Canadians. Had some one-on-ones uh, with Phil Scrub was one of them. I'm trying to think who was the other one, uh, but we'll be posting them pretty soon. Canada then went on Monday uh to play sorry tuesday to play nicaragua again and beat them uh subsequently by another 40 points um you know to go 2 and 0 in fiba america 25 it'll go in 2025 their next round of qualifying joe is in november so they have a break team canada next up though is the olympics in france and the first time in 24 years since the 2000 Olympics that Canada is sending both their senior women's and senior men's team teams to the Olympics. It's going to be an incredible summer. I think they're going to do a bunch of stuff before the team leaves uh, for France, for Paris. It's a phenomenal accomplishment. And as you see, the Canadians are doing their thing. We mentioned Shea Gilgis Alexander, MVP candidate. We mentioned Will Riley, 6869 point guard skills, did it all at the Basketball Without Borders camp as well. Uh, Spencer Ahrens uh, also in that camp. Um, F. Osa Olioju, and I've mentioned those names before. Jayon Pitt, I may not have mentioned it, uh, another incredible player from out west. He's doing his thing down at, at Canyon International uh, in Arizona. So, yeah, a lot of talent coming up in Canada so much talent. And this weekend, you'll see on the girls' side, Joe, the OSBA championships 
uh, actually girls and guys, juniors and seniors are going on at the Pan Am Center in Toronto and Scarborough, uh, Ontario. That's this weekend. If you haven't had a chance to see her in action, Toby Fournier, she's heading to Duke. She will be in action amongst the senior girls teams. And then you, you look at some of the talent on the junior side coming up, Royal Crown, CTA, um, just a whole bunch of talent in the building this weekend. Uh, and on the guys as well, Fort Erie, Royal Crown, there's a bunch of programs that are going to get it done. And then following that next weekend, and we'll talk about that next week, is the Platinum Circuit, our own championship. 18 teams are vying for the third Platinum Circuit Championship. So that's going to be in Oshawa at the Durham Sportsplex. Make sure you check us out, onpointbasketball.com, for all the info as well. On Point Basketball on Instagram, Facebook, and Drewy Banks on Twitter. And uh, you mentioned the Pan Am Center. That's the home of the Scarborough Shooting Stars. That's right. It ends in about a couple months, so we're going to be all over that one. Drew has actually spent money and got uh, – how many tickets did you get? Four or two? I got my two. I got my two court size. Skate. I thought you were going to get four tickets. You keep saying, <laughs> and you're like, come on. My all budget's right. not that deep yet. We're working on it. Wait in your pockets. You've got deep pockets. The problem is nothing comes out of them. All right? So, like, that's it. All right, again, thanks a lot for Drew. You've been watching Baldwin here on the Fired Up Network. And don't forget to download True TV Plus on Roku and soon to be on every other platform. Thanks a lot, Drew. Thanks, Joe.